0: Welcome to the Salvi Show. It's also Sports Beat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast, but for all practical purposes, it's the Salvador Perez Power Hour. Well, about a half an hour of Star Beat writer, Lynn Worthy and columnist Vahe Gregorian and Sam Ellinger talking about the hottest baseball player on the planet. On a show that started as a Sports Beat Live, we discuss why this is happening now. What Salvi has done to improve his swing and how unusual it is to have a player have his best season at age 31. We cover some other Royals topics as well, but make no mistake, Salvi dominates this show. Let's get started. Hey, good morning from Kansas City. Welcome to Sports Beat Live, our weekly second cup of coffee or whatever it is Sam is drinking to talk Royals with you and the folks who know them best. Um, please send us your questions and comments and join in the conversation. Hey, before we get started, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, the University of Kansas Health System. They've been with us all year, and you'll hear from them later in the show. But for now, let's talk to Sam Mellinger, Vahe Gregorian. And Lynn Worthy is here. That's his icon. But Lynn's here. He's um, He is battling through a power outage at his home. Yeah. You doing okay, Lynn?
1: Uh, if you if you can hear me, then I'm doing okay, I guess.
0: <laughs> then you are doing very well. Um, appreciate you. Appreciate you uh, joining us. This happened just a few minutes before the show started. So, um, you know, Lynn is... Yeah, yeah, uh, the, rain, the rain
1: arrived right at showtime, and uh, <laughs> I would... I was. I went from sitting in a dark apartment to actually now I'm in the car so that I can make sure the phone stays charged.
0: Above and beyond, my friend. Above and beyond. Thanks for doing this. Well, why don't you get us started, Lynn, and talk about the only, the only topic that uh, that that uh, is, is um, you know, that's or at least it's on all che- or all Royals fans' minds these days, and that is what is going on with salvador perez we uh, i want to get into you know what he's doing why it's happening now how he is um, you know bucking the trend at his age and and experience in baseball but just just take us through what has happened with salvador perez on the diamond here what's i don't know the last uh, the, the last 10 games
1: well i think it really boils down to is you know he decided that Sam didn't have enough faith in him that he was going to be able to play this well into his thirties. And so he decided to show him what's what, I mean, that's, that's really what it boils down to. But, um, I mean, there's a whole lot of numbers to throw at you. I mean, I think in this last month or he's had 12 home runs in the month of August, which is a uh, team record ties, team record, five straight games with a home run that ties the team record. Um, he's, He was just named the player of the week for Major League Baseball, for American League, Major League Baseball. Uh, During the recent road trip, they had ten games on the road. I think he hit seven. I want to say seven home runs during that trip. Um, He had fourteen RBIs in that trip. Um, I think it was, I think it was like seven home runs out of twelve hits or something like that. Um, It's just been, it's been ridiculous. I mean, and we're, I mean, I'm just saying home runs, but he had back to back days where he had grand slam. And when you stop and think about it, he really could have had, like, I think he had opportunities to have like four grand slams, which is just crazy to think that he was in those spots to have that many, but he had back-to-back days, with grand slams. Um, one of those games, I think it was the first game he had, he came up twice with uh, a loaded. He hit one that was a fly ball to, to left field. And then I think he had another day, um, the third day in a row, I think he had a basic loaded situation. Um, and he ended up, uh, who out there too or popped up there but then later in that game hit another home run um, it's, it's just kind of ridiculous what he's doing uh, at that position as well you know, being the catcher um, and he's surpassed the most home runs in the season for a player who's played uh, 75% of the games at catcher so Carlton Fisk had that previous mark which was uh, 37 Salvi's now at 38 for the season and counting he's had 26 as a catcher, and that's the official for Elias Sports Bureau with the, the, the record for catchers in the American League. It's Pudge Rodriguez, 35,
0: as a catcher. Salvi's now at 26.
1: And there's probably a whole bunch of other numbers, but I'll uh, stop there.
0: Well, that's good. There's a whole lot there. I think the uh, the, the most significant thing is, yes, um, it, it's very much an anti-Sam movement. on uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which we can all get on, on board with. <laughs> No, we kid, we kid. Um, it it has been unlike anything I've seen a player in a Royals uniform accomplish. It happens in baseball with other players occasionally. Um, you know, I was here for the last four years of George Brett, and by then those types of streaks for him were in the rearview mirror. He was still very productive over those last few years, but the 1980, the 1985, the, the great offensive seasons for George Brett when he had weeks and months and – an entire season of doing what Salvador Perez is doing had, uh, you know, they, they were gone for him. This is, this is freak show. Like, I mean, home runs in five consecutive games, the, the back-to-back grand slams as Lynn said, he, I, I'm, you know, he came up in the third inning of the third game with the, with the bases loaded and a chance to, you know, to add to that. So it's just, um, I haven't seen a Royals player accomplish this and, He's, he, you know, he's helping the Royals win games. Uh, they went seven and three on this road trip to where the, the Cubs, Astros and and Mariners. So Royals continue to play good baseball while Salvador Perez is playing out of his mind baseball. So, Sam, he's 31 years old. He's in his 11th season. And those, you know, I, I had thought that Salvador Perez had created a, you know, kind of a you know, a baseline for himself, you know, 27 home runs, 80 RBIs. And that's, that was the Salvador Perez season. And those are great seasons for, for a catcher to go along with his gold glove, but to now sit at, you know, 38 home runs and 94 RBIs with, uh, with, with more than a month remaining in the season, who knows what his totals are going to end up you know, looking like. Uh, he is certainly bucking the trend.
2: Yeah, it makes no sense. And first of all, I need, I need to point out that, um, the Royals had a player who once homered in four straight at bats on both sides of a shoulder injury um, back in the '80s. His name was Bo Jackson. You can look him up. But um, <laughs> with Sal, the stuff he's doing just makes no sense at all. Like for all, and and if you look at like some of the stat cast and like just all this information, it's it's hard to figure out what he's doing differently. Like he's he's because he's seen more pitches per at bat, not by a bunch, but he's seen more pitches at per at bat. Than he ever has in his career, but he is also the most aggressive hitter in baseball by both swing percentage and swing percentage on pitches outside the strike zone. So it's not like he's being super patient with any of this stuff. He he, he gives a lot of credit to Terry Bradshaw and some of the information um, that they're giving him of, of you know when to expect a slider in a certain count and and things like that. The only thing that I can figure out just Look, at his stance is a little bit different. He he's open more, and it's a big leg kick and stuff like that. But he's also he's just. I mean, this is so much easier to just say than do, right? But he doesn't miss. If if a pitcher makes a mistake, that ball's going over the fence. You know, anything that's just over the plate, he is crushing it. And um, you know, you you can make a lot of money in this game uh, by crushing mistakes, and that that's what he's doing right now. It's it, it's absolutely freaking remarkable because this is the time of his career as soon as he signed that first extension back in was that before the 12 season I think um yeah. you know th- there were people talking about e-, you know in his 30s once he gets to that stage of his career might have to change positions you don't know like big body catcher like that how he's going to hold up and then that surgery that Tommy John for a catcher um you know there's not a lot of catchers who, who have performed Really, really well after having that surgery. So this is—it's uh, absolutely remarkable. He's a freak of nature.
0: Hey, Vahe, I want to get your thoughts, but before we do, I've already kind of uh, messed up the script here. Uh, let, let's <laughs> let's check out uh, the, the two grand slams uh, this past week by Salvador Perez, and then we'll come back. Bases are loaded, nobody out, and the Royals' best hitter this year, Salvador Perez, will come to the plate. And the 2-0, and Salvi hits it well. Deep left center, and that ball is gone! A Salvador Perez grand slam, and the Royals take the lead 5-4. Salvador Perez going to be due up, 35 home runs on the year. One swing could tie the game. Logan Gilbert deals, and a swing, and a fly ball, hit deep. Right center field, and that ball is gone! Salvador Perez, a grand slam for a second straight game. And he ties the game
3: 5-5. Last night was the first time in franchise history they had a grand slam in consecutive games. And Salvi writes another chapter.
0: So, you know, a a month ago, Salvi's in the, in the, uh, the home run derby. And those swings and what he's been doing the last 10 days look exactly like his home run derby. swings.
3: I I particularly enjoyed his demeanor on that first one. I mean, he, he really, he just, I don't want to say he milked it, but uh, it looked like he enjoyed the moment. Um, You know, Blair, I'm old enough to remember maybe it was in Kauffman stadium press box circa 2013 when the Royals were coming along, but they, they lost a game where the other team hit like three home runs and, I remember you commenting like the Royals never have a guy like that <laughs> <laughs> Something like that and that's changed a little over the years but but who knew they had a guy like that right there then um and I do wonder Sam you, you I think you could speak to this better than I I can but we we've got a lot of reasons this seems apparent but I do wonder if one of the things right in front of us is that a- as he's gotten older whatever he's done to take care of his health uh, the the questions you have of Cost benefit of of that injury, right? There's some 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 of that is in there, but I wonder how much more seriously he takes preparation now. Um, with everything he's saying about Terry Bradshaw, not that he—I don't want to say he was ever a slacker. I don't mean that, but I, I do wonder if that's a more in-depth part of his game in the last couple of years than it was when he was 24, 25.
2: Yeah, it's hard to know how much of it is just a a, a changed like. Uh, this isn't exactly the right way to say it, but like more mature approach. And I don't mean it like to insult the way he used to do it. Guys just change. Some guys don't want information. They think, it, it you know, it, it overloads them and they, you know, and, and they're thinking too much at the plate. Um, it, he takes um, one thing that he mentioned. Um, I talked to him for, for a column a couple months ago, early, early in the season. And he talks a lot about the cold tub yeah, yeah and, i remember um and, and that thing is like I, I forgot the number but i mean it's if you whatever the temperature is in this thing if if you, if you look it up there are health warnings about water that cold you know like if you're, if you're in there too long you, you can get frostbite i mean it's just like really uh but it, it can provide some I, I don't know the medicine It stimulates blood flow whatever it does um and he, he gives that he gives uh, a lot of credit there. I mean, it's the other thing about this, he, he's going to DH. Uh, I think he's one game away from tying the most games at DH uh, that he's had in his career. And so Mike Matheny is helping him in that way. But Salvador Perez is also second in baseball in innings caught. So it's not like he's just, you know, taking, the you know, taking the easy route. I mean, he's just, he's playing every day. I think he's missed one game. Uh, and, you know, if he's not most catchers, most normal humans who play catcher, if they're not catching that day, they sit on the bench and they rest because catching is brutal. And that is not, uh, you know, an easy way to make a living. Uh, but when he's not catching Salvador Perez is DH and hitting home runs, um, it, it's just, it's absolutely. I also wonder about that contract. Um, you know, at the time me and many others were, you know, like, Ooh, that's a lot of money. That's what he would have paid if he had a big season, you know, after that, and, and they're giving it to him straight ahead. And I just wonder the way he is, if that unlocks something, if he's feels a little bit freer, that's armchair psychology. So maybe complete BS. It's just something I think about.
3: Well, one other quick thing, and and I realize this is sort of, you know, <laughs> overstated and exaggerated, but, um, when I was in St. Louis during the, the great home run chase and the last week or so, it gives you that little echo of like, you can't wait to see what happens next. I'm not saying it's like, like that chase exactly, but there's a little bit of that. I, and I was really disappointed. They weren't playing yesterday. Just yeah. Cause you wanted, you wanted to see like, well, what do you got now? So it's, it's, it's really exhilarating that way. And, and just one last thing to, to reiterate something Blair said, which is, um, I think it I think it's been a little more captivating because they've been winning i mean i I think it it would feel a little more hollow, a little more empty, obviously they're not where they want to be, but um it it's it's a it's a bit of momentum into the last month of the season that might make you feel a little different about what they've got coming back, depending on how this goes too,
2: yeah, it gives a stretcher on some life, right,
3: yeah, yeah.
0: Well, and how about his first, first Grand Slam uh, came when the Royals. Tra- I think this is right. I don't know if I have the sequence right, but one of his Grand Slams came with the Royals trailing four to one, and the other trailing five to one. So, I mean, not only hitting Grand Slams, but doing it in dramatic fashion. You know, <laughs> reversing the fortune of a game, which has been uh, pretty cool. I don't think we can underestimate the uh, the Tommy John year of 2019 and how that. Uh, you know as he was, you know, getting, uh, getting repaired, his back, his legs, you know, just to nine years of catching were, you know, basically got a year off from, from that. And uh, I I think from a, just from a physical standpoint, his body was rejuvenated a bit from, you know, from that, that's, you know, who knows what role that's played that I think along with the, the the slight adjustments we've seen at the plate. And, and Lynn, let me ask you this Um, when, when Salvador Perez comes to bat, Tonight, uh, with Cleveland in town, are we going to hear the first MVP chants that maybe we've ever heard at Kauffman Stadium, or at least since George Brett played?
1: I, be- I believe there probably will be. I mean, um, Mike Matheny has started that uh, that campaign over the weekend, saying that you know he absolutely has to be in the MVP conversation.
0: So we we've got some Salvador Perez from Sunday. Lynn was part of the conversation. Let's hear what Salvador Perez. Had to say after after Sunday's game at Seattle, he had homered this game, but the Royals ended up losing this game four to three.
4: What does it mean to you to set uh, or tie a Royals record,
1: franchise record for consecutive home runs uh consecutive games with home runs? That's
4: I, I tie th- swing. Yeah. That's awesome. Swing, wow. swing. Oof. Yeah, I feel great. You know, so so excited. What's what's going on with me right now? You know, and I always said I like to compete and I would never really like to quit. And, you know, thank God and for everything. And I just feel really good in the home plate right now.
1: We, we ask you this a lot, but did you think that one was out? It kind of looked like it was going to go foul at first.
4: Yes, you right. I mean, that one was, you know, there was kids throwing me, like, opening, 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 and, and my third by against Gonzalez. I was okay, let me go looking, foul opening for a pitch. You know, and yeah, was opening. I think it was a pretty good pitch, and I used my hand very good to you know try to put the barrel. Yeah, look light, but you know, good. I stayed first. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was it was pretty good pitch and pretty good swing. Go ahead, Len. Hey
1: Salvi, so first. I just wanted to ask you about uh, Singer. How how did he throw the ball today? Great,
4: one of the best light I ever catch you know, today. That's the one he had today. It was 88, 89, slided down into all the lefty. It was pretty good, you know. Just the the ball to Olivar in the first inning, you know, it's kinda of knockable. It's kinda of hard to catch that ball sometimes, you know, especially when you go down. You know, look like a split finger. But yeah, after that just one BC went running after that it was, you know, domination, you know, to to the homer. And try to go up and in on that pitch. I think the that was back to the middle a little bit, and, and Kelly and he got it. But he threw pretty good today. Uh, he used changed a lot today. Two seamen, four semen was good today. Slider was amazing. So I think I feel like he threw pretty good today. And um, I think Andy mentioned that you know you got you tied or you
1: uh, yeah you tied Sweeney, but you also tied um, Gordo for number of home runs all time. Is that uh, meaningful at all?
4: Ale Gordo. Four.
1: Four,
4: four. four, I tie Gordon. Wow, the greatest. You're the best member. Okay, I' we're gonna get you. Okay, I need to see one more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, super excited. Lin, you know me, and you know I'm I'm a blessed to be in this organization. You know, to be in here and, and do what I do right now is, it's amazing. You know, and I think the greatest gonna feel happy too. You know, the I always say he teach me how to work hard. You know, uh, that's a good thing happening in my career. Uh, see Alex Gordo how he liked to work, you know, and, and how concentration he even sees when he's training, started, like, you know, try to do the same thing every day, routine, routine, routine. So, you know, I appreciate him for everything he do for us in here. And then I got just one more for yourself. Come on, again? One more, just one more. <laughs> uh Mike Matheny says, uh, you know, people need to start talking about you as MVP. What do you think? Oh, it's going to be amazing, man. You know, I think every, every hitting, hitting and Major League want to be an MVP, you know. Uh, that's that's office. if they're going to talk about me. Why not, you know. It's it's, it's, it's exciting, you know. I think, to some big, big people say your name. And you can see that on TV. made me feel happy, you know. And they're talking about some other things. So I don't know what's gonna happen after the season over. So we're gonna to continue to try to do my best, you know, try some win some game. I always say that's a that's a more important thing, you know, win the game. So and and we we'll going go see. We still have thirty something then, nothing. Thirty two. games left. So we'll go see. All right, that's always
0: always love listening to Salvador Perez and he gave Lynn some grief. <laughs> What do, you got? what do you think, Sam? Uh, Shohei Otani's having this freaky, freaky season um, with this. Look, he, we well know his numbers. Homered last night against the Yankees, uh, number, I think, 42 on the year. He's four ahead of – I think it's 42, four ahead of Salvi. So, uh, you know, if it were just a home run chase thing, you could say, well, Salvi with his defense, but – the fact that you don't you know otani is great on the mound as well it's hard to deny a guy the mvp
2: i mean it's like nobody has ever i mean it's just he's so far off the planet like i mean he may win that award unanimously you know i mean it's just it's otani and then it's a huge gap and there's a lot of other you know there's great players in major league baseball right like vlad guerrero jr and uh correa is having a big year um simeon um is having a real good year in in toronto i mean there's There's some players that will be in that discussion sort of down ballot. I I expect um, Sally to get some votes, um, you know, and and be in the mix somewhere. Uh, But, I mean, nobody's – Otani's got that thing locked up. It's just – I I just – it's hard to imagine. He could get – and I hope this doesn't happen. But, you know, he could get hurt and miss the rest of the season. I think he'd still be the MVP. It's just – it's ridiculous what he's done.
3: Blair, I think if the Royals are serious about this movement, Sal needs to be out on the mound for the, the last <laughs> month of the season. Let, let's <laughs> let's see how that how that changes the matrix.
0: I think Probably that should I'll be a fastball. Yeah, that should be a Lynn-worthy question. I think to <laughs> Salvador Perez the, the next time they talk. Okay, let's take a break and hear from the University of Kansas Health System.
2: The Kansas City Royals lineup is backed up by the region's strongest team in healthcare, the University of Kansas Health System. We both suit up with one goal in mind, to win the University of Kansas Health System, official healthcare provider
0: of the Royals. Hey, it's Blair. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com slash SportsBeatKCoffer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. Okay, some other Royals uh, news happening this this past week since the last time we chatted. One of which is uh, Gerard Dyson no longer with the team. He is uh, he was claimed off waivers by the Toronto Blue Jays, and I believe we have seen, I guess, the last of Gerard Dyson in in a Royals uniform. But um, Bahe, what, um, what what do you what will you remember about uh, about Dyson and his years in Kansas City?
3: Well, I think we'll remember the other years more, right? But sure. but I I think that obviously was the reason he was back here, and and uh, you know I I I think he uh, I think he had a, a, a at least a, a meaningful presence um, around the room. You know, it's interesting we don't see the room these days, so it's it's a little harder to trace things like that. But um, look, he was a lot of that. Kind of heart and soul. And and the thing that I think we'll always think about is, is the Sam has used the term this way, but I mean, he was drafted in a round that doesn't even exist anymore, the 50th round. And uh, basically, based on having the one tool, and he certainly exploited that in every way, including with his branding, um, says Mr. Zumbaya. <laughs> um, so it, he's 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 part of that. You know, one of my vivid memories of him, it's uh, um, standing on the dugout steps at City Field with Eric Hosmer, uh, holding up the, the trophy right after they won the world series. And knowing he was uh, just, just part of that, that brotherhood um, in, in every way.
0: I think that when uh, the 2022 season begins for the Royals, uh, the, Salvador Perez will be the final member of the 2015 team on the roster, unless they bring Danny Duffy back, um, right? Because I don't I don't see Greg Holland, Wade Davis uh, back with the Royals, and then of course Dyson gone now too. Um, but yeah, very much a, a, a part of a, a part of the great 14 and 15 teams, and served a, you know a, quite a quite a purpose for those teams.
2: What's in, One thing that's interesting to me about Dyson is uh, he, he, was, he was a good player. Um, I'm not trying to take anything away from that. But a lot of his most memorable moments were not with a ball in play. You know what I mean? Like, the um, I think it was 2014. I forgot. I, they won a game. they either put them in a playoff spot or maybe even in the first place. And he made the last out, I think, uh, playing center field. And they did the backflip. And, and that became sort of a, a thing. Right, that that people latched onto. It's the you know this thing, the 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 motorcycle deal. Um, uh, you know there was uh, remember when they played in the uh, was it the ALCS uh in fourteen against the Orioles and and the Royals won? They played two games in Baltimore, right? The first two right. series, right. and and the Royals won both of them. And um Andy McCullough. You know, it was talking to Dyson, he's, you know, um, what do you expect to or is the series gonna come back here? Which is a total like veteran beat writer, like <laughs> set them up question, you know? And, uh, but Dyson was like, no, sir, I don't, and I don't think they do either. Um, and and that quote I remember was like on the ticker of uh, on ESPN. Um uh, I remember um <laughs> one day Dyson had he's had a big personality. I always thought like that that lorenzo kane was the superstar and had the ego of a minor leaguer you know and and dyson was the fourth outfielder that had like the ego of the superstar you know and uh there was this day it was a getaway day and dick cagle was still on the beat and um and so there you know the duffel bags are all over the uh the clubhouse floor you know guys trying to get on the plane and um and Cagle just walks up and, you know, he's Cagle owns that room and he stepped on Dyson's bag and uh and Dyson was like through this big, you know, kind of mock, you know, what are you doing, Dick? You know, get off my and uh and Cagle just without missing a beat, he just goes, he goes, I was here before that bag. And Dyson goes, "Oh yeah, you original this, huh?" <laughs> went on and it was like just don't common thing. Uh, that's the stuff I'm going to remember about Dyson more than anything else. I, I
0: I wouldn't be surprised to see him um, as a minor league instructor somewhere. Um, you know, if, if that's the if that's the path he wishes to to you know to go down, I can see him maybe in the Royals organization as a you know as some kind of minor league instructor. Um, but what a great personality and how much fun was he to cover during, um, you know, during the, the, the 14 and and 15 seasons.
3: this was a. Oh, go ahead.
0: No, no, please. Vahe, continue.
3: No, this is a more kind of a piercing kind of thing, but it, it, it speaks a little bit to your point about, uh, maybe the way Dayton Moore looks at him and, 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 and maybe hopes that they'll be part of the organization. You know, he, um, on that trip to, uh, the Dominican Republic after, uh, Giordano died, you know, Gerard was there and really the first memory I have of him that'll stay with me always is being in a very small room, um, at the funeral and him basically just slumping into Dayton's arms and it, it chokes me up to this day. And, and, uh, but it said a lot about a lot of things I thought.
2: He wasn't on the team at that point, right? Hadn't they? They, yeah. they had just traded him. Is, as, I, I think.
3: That's, I think Greg. That's uh, cool. um, I can't swear that with Gerard, but I. But I. I'm ninety nine. Greg Holland was on that trip, mm-hmm. and he was no longer with the team. Um, I think you're right, though, about Gerard too, Sam.
2: Yeah, there was also a moment you bring up Dayton that makes me think of. Um, I forgot exactly what Dayton said, but he, he sort of awkwardly he, he said something that he didn't mean in those exact words. And it was, and I forgot that the insinuation was that Dyson had like some really serious issues or something. That's, that's what, that's the perception that Dayton's words allowed. And he didn't mean it that way, but that's sort of how it came out. And I remember, I think Dyson was with Arizona at the time and, um, some reporters there got to Dyson, right. And they were like, Hey, what do you think about this? And it was one of those things where, um, he had every right to be offended. And I think a lot of guys may have been in that moment. Um, and Dyson said something like, I know where his heart is, or I know what his heart is about. And he didn't mean it that way, I know it. And that was before, it, it, at least in my recollection, before ever talking to, to Dayton about it. And so, I don't know, I think that that, there was just a, my point here is that there was a real connection um, that Dyson felt, not just with Dayton but you know with, with Rusty and they had their run-ins, um, but you know with Rusty, you know the uh, outfield coach and um, you know him and, him and Lorenzo Kane, him and Eric Cosmer. I mean there were just some real bonds there um, that don't never they, it's not like they never happened. they only happened in Kansas City or whatever, but there, there were some real bonds there um, that I think carried carried the day uh, throughout a lot of the Royals best moments.
0: That'll do it for today. Thanks to our SportsBKC production staff of Beth Welsh, Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, Chris Fickett, and Savannah Smith. Tip of the cap to Lynn Worthy, Sam Mellinger, and Vi Gregorian for stopping by and talking Royals. Links to their stories can be found in the show notes and on KansasCity.com. Hey, we have another deal for you. You can subscribe to Sports Pass for 99 cents a month. That's right, 99 pennies a month. Sports Pass is the online version of the Star Sports section. You get all the stories that appear in the print editions of The Star plus additional stories that appear only on the website and of course they appear first on KansasCity.com. After three months it auto renews at $5.99 a month unless you cancel. How do you get it? You go to KansasCity.com slash Sports 2020. That's KansasCity.com slash Sports Pass 2020 and whether it's the Sports Pass or the full subscription you're getting and supporting the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City and helping us produce programs like Sports Beat KC. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back on Wednesday to begin a series of college football previews. Join us then. Thank you.